The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Atlantic Files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA, brought to you by the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. This week, you're joined by your host, myself, Alex Fishbein. We got Dennis Clausen, Mike, not with us because it's tax season. But he sucks anyways, who cares? <laughs> exactly. Not that many people come here to see Mike. If we're being no. that, if we're being completely honest, I mean, we're the two best. <laughs> we're the two best looking ones. Exactly. I mean, we got we got the beards going. We got the haircuts and everything. So, yeah, I have uh, grown out a little bit though. I'm kind of winter, you know. Oh, hey, keep, I got you. Trying to keep you- a little insulated. I was about to say, sometimes you got to grow it out a little bit just to make sure it's not as cold as it normally is. I just got mine cut, so I, I was just as, I was getting burly. <laughs> I mean, not to be an asshole, but, I mean, who's cutting you? I mean, what are they cutting? <laughs> they are cutting my beard. <laughs> not oh, really my hair. <laughs> you got the beard trim, gotcha. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just and fucking shout around out, with my... And shout so. out to your daughter here. Thank you. Oh, thank you, baby. I appreciate it. We appreciate that a lot. Thanks for watching again. She had a uh, dance contest over the weekend. She did fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What kind good. of dance? Hip-hop? I have no clue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right. So. Oh, it's and then like we the, had... It's like DNC. Deanna only thinks we're okay. <laughs> Deanna, that's a nice name. Sounds hot. <laughs> Relax there. <laughs> um, you said it's like dancey what? It's like hip hop. You know, she dances with, she has a partner she dances with. Okay. okay. I'll, sh- I'll show you. I'll send you the video. I got you. I don't think the I don't think the Atlantic file people uh, files. Uh, you know, people came in to hear about uh, nine year olds dancing. <laughs> Probably not. I, I don't think that's on the top of their. I mean, there might be a couple, one or two weirdos out there who are into that kind of stuff, but probably <laughs> most of them aren't into it. So. <laughs> All right. So, in that case. Um, and I'd also like to give a shout out to uh, a another one of my family members. Hi, Eileen. Thank you for watching. She said my laugh reminds me of my dad's laugh. So I, I'm going to take that as a good thing. <laughs> um, so let's get into things here. The very first hopefully, thing. Hopefully he doesn't look like you. I mean, I can thank the losing of my hair to my dad, so. Mm. <laughs> um so the very the very first thing that's on the top of everyone's minds the introductory pizza? press conferences i mean as well as domino's pizza 
But no, we're talking Brooklyn Nets, Philadelphia 76ers, and according to BovadaSportsBook.com, Brooklyn Nets now have plus 500 odds to win the championship, and the Sixers have plus 800. Dude, I crushed that Domino's over the weekend. I felt fucking awful. (laughs) (laughs) Felt awful. That's exactly what every time I, I have like even half a pizza and the whole brownie I, I, afterwards, I'm just like, I should not have done that at all. Yeah. When you sent me the thing that one time I saw you, 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 you sent me, you got like a medium. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do with four slices of a medium? <laughs> I knew I was going to eat the whole brownie. So I was like, all right, let me not have your point. slices on top of it. And your point. <laughs> I mean, I ended up having four or five slices, but yeah, I, I don't feel great afterwards either. We got to move you up to the heavyweight class. <laughs> I'm not ready for that yet. I got a lot of jumping and stuff to do when I play volleyball that I still need to be able to jump for. So, And I want to apologize to the people who were listening last week and anybody who thought that I was having a heart attack. I wasn't. My mic was way too close. I know I was breathing the entire episode, <laughs> but it is what it is. So fuck it. All right, let's go. Let's so, do let's... it. As Deanna says, she says to spill the tea because she's thirsty. So James Harden, Ben Simmons, they had their introductory press conferences. They both have been quite different in terms of the route either one went when they were getting asked questions. So let's start with Ben Simmons because his, his press conference was first on, on that day. I think it was Monday. Um, his went at 1130 in the morning, Eastern time. And Ben Simmons was obviously asked a bunch of questions about his mental health and about how he like what, if he could give a date when he's going to be on the court and what went wrong in Philly and so on and so forth. What, what did you, did you watch the whole press conference or just bits and pieces? No, honestly, no, but I was watching bits and pieces, but I thought from what I was watching the, the meat of it, I thought it was pretty, it was pretty lame. I, I wanted guys to come out there and just start shit talking people and be like, I'm so glad I'm out of Brooklyn Kyrie's a piece of shit. He's not getting vet. Like, that's the stuff I wanted to hear. I don't want to hear any of that other garbage. Right. And to on top of that, it was just Ben Simmons was very vague with a bunch of answers. Well, he's mentally, you know, he's 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 coming back from a uh, severe mental uh you know breakdown. I mean, yes. So that's part of what I wanted to ask I, you about. I was so. joking. <laughs> I mean that that's that's the whole question here is I the way he talked about it now I I remember reading way after the fact when he finally said he had mental health issues and stuff like that that there was something going on with like his sister and his cousin or something like that um and like there there was some family issues and family drama in there and everything but this was way after the fact of when he even said like oh I have mental health issues um, so, and obviously family is, if they're like serious family issues, it's nothing to ever play with. But the, the, when he said that the Sixers fans, the coaches, the players, the front office and all that had nothing to do 
with his mental health and nothing to do with wanting to be traded, that had there's no other thought in my head other than that is a hundred percent blatant lie. And nobody buys it either. No. Like all the quotes coming from Rich Paul and from Ben Simmons and from Ben Simmons camp was always, oh, I can't play in front of those fans. Oh, uh, Embiid, like, I didn't blame Embiid, so why is he blaming me? And his whole beef with Embiid. The whole thing with Doc Rivers and his quote at the end of the playoffs when they asked him if Ben Simmons could be the point guard on a championship-winning team. All this kind of stuff he has said contributed to being unhappy. But now all of a sudden it doesn't. Yeah, that's why that's why I hated it, man, because I was looking for a little bit of uh a little more meat and potatoes there and I wasn't getting anything. And that's what was kind of frustrating. I'm not gonna waste my time listening to a guy, basically two guys lie to me and the rest of everybody else. I mean, if if people want to salivate, you know, and listen to these two guys spew a bunch of bullshit for a couple hours, that's fine. I'm not listening to that. I got yeah. better things to do. Exactly. Like and eating. <laughs> eating Domino's. Eating Domino's, watching TV, napping. I'm not listening to that. Look, if we're not sponsored by, like, Rita's, Domino's, all these people, by the time, like, we're done with podcasting, we have failed. If they want to see my, my piece of the pie rewards, I'd be more than happy to send it to Domino's so they could see that I'm not bullshitting. Exactly. Domino's, I used to work for you guys for a year in high school. Like, come on now. <laughs> Let's go. I'm sure but, they um, had a great 401k. Oh, yeah. Pristine. <laughs> no, so, I mean, uh, that's the, the whole thing I didn't like about it. I mean, there's there, it's good to take the high road, you know, in some instances, but things got nasty, especially with Ben Simmons in Philadelphia. And then I, my problem with that is for a guy who had a, you know, mental breakdown and wasn't in a good place mentally, I mean, like you said, that's nothing to play with, but I, I, I'm sorry. I just don't believe it, which is fine. Like, but I'd rather have had him come out early on and say, I'm fine. I just don't want to play for this piece of shit team. Right. Like that's I'm not saying they're a piece of shit team. I, I'm saying that's how he from feels. his point of view. Yeah, I'm not I'm not playing in front of these fans. These fans suck. They turned their back on me. I'm not playing with that big idiot MB. He's a moron. He sucks, and he threw me under the bus. Doc Rivers has no damn idea what the hell he's doing. Like that's what I wanted. Yeah. No, I did too. I was hoping someone was gonna throw names around at least a little bit, and then. When they asked uh, Ben Simmons whether or not he was going to play on March 10th, because um, that's actually what Tyler here asked if we think Ben is actually going to play March 10th. Ben said he hopes so. I don't think he's going to play. I think he's going to come up with every excuse possible not to play. There's no way that one of his first few games back, if he even comes back right after the All-Star break, that he's actually going to play in Philly. If it was in Brooklyn, I think he would play. But the fact that it's in Philly, I don't think he will. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, there's a there's a shot that the that the Nets and the Sixers could meet somewhere during the postseason. Oh yeah. You don't want that type of thing being a distraction when you're entering the postseason. Get that out of the way. 
That's true. Just get it out of the way. Like it's not going to get any better. But the first time is is the worst time, so just get it out of the way. Yeah, I mean, for his sake and for the team's sake, he might as well. I mean, at this because that one regular season game isn't going to mean that much come the end of the season. That might be the most important regular season game for any team throughout the, the entire year this season. Oh yeah, I, for both of these teams. And I mean, I tried finding tickets. Well, there are tickets, but I'm not. I'm not paying that ticket because, for one, who the hell knows if? Well, for one, somebody had tickets and got rid of them. Two, I, I'm not getting a ticket if I don't know for a fact that all of these agents are going to be, you know, thrown together to create a big, you know, combustion. I'm not doing that. So, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, on top of it. They still don't even know if if Harden's gonna be playing right after the All Star break either. I mean he he's oh, sitting he's, out the rest of these games, so he's fine. He's good. No, I I mean I know it looks like he's fine, but that they're milking the whole hamstring thing. So uh, who knows? Well, but, I can't. It's the All Star break, but now uh, you know once the All Star break is over with, he's gonna be back to playing and then hitting up the local strip clubs down there in Philly. Probably. <laughs> the, some of the strip clubs in Philly have already put up like welcome signs for James Harden and everything. So they do that I, for I me around here. Oh, you're a local there too. No, you, you go really. for the wings, right? They got a great lunch buffet. <laughs> just like, just like uh, Lou Williams went to magic city for the wings. That, that's right. Right. Mean. He wanted wings. He had to leave the bubble and go get wings. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard they got good prime rib there. Speaking of pizza, Eileen says come to California for good pizza. No, thank you, Eileen. <laughs> I mean, you're not you're not going to get any good pizza. Like the best pizza on the planet is in Brooklyn. Why am I going to fly across the country to go get something that's not Brooklyn pizza? I mean, Chicago might want a word with you. Whatever, Chicago. <laughs> Eileen, thank you. I'm sure you're a fantastic woman. No, no offense. I'm just not into California pizza. <laughs> um, but anyway, so the whole thing. First off, I thought it was also interesting that only Ben Simmons was in the press conference. I don't remember Seth or Andre Drummond being there. Isn't it usually uh... all of them? Well, Paul Millsap was in the Sixers. Yeah, he was in there. He got a couple questions. And I think Curry and Drummond are more important to the Nets than Paul Millsap is to the Sixers. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was kind of curious. I mean, I know they had a game Sunday, but it was a home game, wasn't it? Or was it an away game? No, it was home against Sacramento. Yeah, and then they they shit-stomped the Kings. Yeah. So I was really curious why they didn't even include them at all. Because they know they don't want to be there. I mean, no player really. Even Ben and James Harden don't want to be there. Oh, sure they do. Not not sitting there answering questions. But they love the attention. Oh, they both definitely love the attention. And I think more more so Simmons might love attention a little bit more. Definitely, I still. I, I'm still on record on this podcast saying that he wasn't going to be on the Sixers past his second contract 
And the only thing that technically I haven't gotten wrong yet is that he was going to end up on the Lakers because he's a diva. He wants his he wants his spotlight and he wants to be around celebrities. Well, I hear they got pizza in California. Ben could go get some pizza. No, he's good. I mean, Drummond. The the best part of this though is Curry and Drummond both played fantastic. Yeah, they're both looking great. Drummond, I don't even know. Shame on any of these teams that need a center and didn't look to Drummond because he he had like forty eight rebounds and he he's amazing. Oh yeah, I mean, easily we've talked about this before. Easily the best backup center that Embiid has had is in his entire career. Right, and that's gone, and that's a problem. Yeah. Oh no, it's a big problem for the Sixers. Losing, I mean, losing Seth is one thing because he was the most efficient shooter they had. They do have other guys that can shoot, but they're just not shooting a great percentage. Shake Milton came back for the first time in like a month and a half with lower back issues that like nobody really ever talked about. He just didn't play. Hey, and no, then, those lower back issues, no joke. Oh, no, I agree. A back is nothing to play about. No. But it was just the fact that like there was never any news surrounding it. And usually like Philly, Philly media is like – this guy's still hurt. Why is he still hurt? Why aren't they telling us like what's wrong? And there was just kind of nothing about him. <laughs> but because they, they got other issues in Philly. Oh, they, yeah, they got plenty. They, um, I mean, uh, they don't care about Shake Milton's lower back issue. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're very worried about everyone not named Harden and Embiid now. <laughs> well, honestly, they should be worried about. Nobody except for Harden and Embiid. I mean, yeah. Well, the I thing, mean, the thing can... is, Seth and Drummond were two of the best role players that they had. So now it is a fact of, is Tobias actually going to give you what a max contract player should give you? Is Danny Green finally going to stop looking like he's 80 years old and running with weird, crooked legs? Is... Furkan Korkmaz finally going to start shooting at least 35%. There's a lot of questions now. I mean, they used to have a few people in the most improved player of the year race, but now, according to Bovada, the highest one is Tyrese Maxey at plus 15,000. And after him, it doesn't get till Matisse Thybul at plus 50,000. So, yeah, there's a good bit of questions here. I mean, they need guy back like like Landry Shamet. Like they need that shit back. TLC, they got to get it back in the building. Like that stuff is gonna hurt them. They gave up a lot for a guy with so many question marks. Oh, I mean, hell, I'd even take Hollis Thompson back because he shot forty percent from three. <laughs> I mean, they. Could, I mean, it, the the Sixers they could have made a deal. Really, I mean, if they wanted to to move them to Boston. They uh, I'm sure they've could have gotten Josh Richardson to come back and M Marcus smart and things like that. I, I may feel more comfortable with that kind of move. You know what I mean? Right. But now I mean, you got a guy who, sorry, honey, you yeah, got a guy who, uh, who ha does it oh, here. There she is. He, whatever. Um, there's barking. <laughs> So you got a guy who hasn't played well this season, mm -hmm. uh, doesn't look to be in great shape, 
Now, all of a sudden, he has a history of attitude issues stepping back to his days in OKC. It's like the, the Me Too movement. You know, all of a sudden, everybody's coming out and just saying, oh, well, I remember in OKC, he walked by the, the water guy and didn't say hello to him. And you know what I mean? They're just yeah. bringing everything up that they could possibly bring up. So now he's got that hanging over his head. So they got some issues, man. They get that's that's going to be interesting to see. Harden's got a lot of work to do if he wants to. He's had a great career. He's been one of the best offensive players ever, but he's got a lot of work to do to dig out of that hole that he's in. Oh, I completely agree. And I mean, the other thing is too with in terms of like them digging up everything about Harden. I, I would. It's weird to me that now they're digging all this stuff about him, but I don't remember seeing any of that when he got first moved to Brooklyn. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's it's all of a sudden they they, they just couldn't wait to just try to find anything just to make a story. Right. That's the typical sports media. They're lame. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, the the biggest thing for me with this whole thing too is. All sports media, especially national media, they were clowning Ben Simmons for the longest time. Like, even up in, up until just before the trade, the national media and everything was talking all sorts of crap about Ben Simmons, talking about all, this, all the free throws and stuff he missed. Even after he claimed mental health, they were all talking about, just like we talked about, is it actually mental health? Because all of a sudden you're bringing it up now that you want to trade. And all of a sudden, all national media is like, Ben Simmons is a super megastar. Ben Simmons is going to push the Nets into the championship for the next, like, three, four years. He's this. He's that. Everyone be quiet. He just has a mental health issue. It was like... No. What? Sorry, I'm not buying... I mean, to, I'm not buying that. I mean, he he doesn't have a mental... I, he may have been down in the dumps because... People were giving him a bunch of shit because he didn't play well. But that to to if if he was really suffering that with that type of stuff and to discredit like people who actually deal with like severe mental health issues. And I'm not just talking about like my boyfriend broke up with me. I'm a little sad. I'm talking like people who are like I need some, you know, Valium and you know four Xanaxes to get through the day and shit like that. Not not this garbage it to me honestly it looks like ben simmons just kind of threw a temper tantrum yeah well and the 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 big thing is but rightfully so i just don't like i don't like his approach to i I don't like how he handled the situation instead of saying you know don't don't say i have mental health don't don't flip it on you just i don't want to play on that team anymore i hate everybody exactly i would have been totally fine with that Or even because in the press conference, Ben Simmons talked about how he called, he just said that franchise, meaning the Sixers, they knew about his mental health the season, like the off season before that last season he played. And it was like, if you just said that there was stuff going on or you had mental issues and stuff going on that you're working on or you're seeing somebody at the time that it was happening, Nobody would be questioning you right now. Well, he's got to nope. keep up. He's got to keep up the shtick so that he he can get his money back. That he was, you know, nobody yeah. wants to nobody wants to touch that. It's like 
bro, don't come after me for money. I had mental illness. Take your ass to court. And they're like, nope, we're paying you. See ya. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it, it's just the timing of it combined with, oh, now I want to trade. Now I don't want to do this. Now I don't want to do that. Now you're losing money. So then you have to come up with more stuff to stop losing money. And then to go back and say, oh, the fans, the coaches, the players, it, it didn't have anything to do with it. That makes zero sense. But James Harden isn't isn't innocent either, as we were talking about. Um, but as Eileen said, do we have to worry about Harden's hamstring? And then she just said um, she's signing off. And so thank you for watching, Eileen. I appreciate it. Have a great um, night, Eileen. Yes. Uh, do we have to worry about Harden's Lovely hamstring? woman. <laughs> and, I i mean, it doesn't look like Harden's hamstring really is that much of a No, issue. he's going to be, you know, magically fucking cured once he's back on the, once he's in Philly. So he's fine. Exactly. I mean, but that's it, gonna be it's the, just the same thing as Simmons. Like, they're just going to magically play and it's everything's going to be good. That's the, that's the typical NBA, though. They're not going to. He's not going to say that he's completely healed of it just in case they want to do some load management here coming down the stretch. Oh, his hamstring maintenance. You know, I'm just I'm resting my hamstring. You're fine. Yeah. And it just works out, too, because they're, the Sixers only had two games before the All-Star break. Then you get that extended time, and then, you know, you jump right back into things. So you just let the, the new cycle drown that out, and then you just start playing again. Right, it'll go away. Yeah. And even um I will say so the so jumping over real quick to the Harden press conference, he they asked him, you know, why Philly, why'd you want to leave the Nets, whatever. Harden said that Philly apparently was his number one choice when he was leaving Houston in the first place, which okay. Um I I, I was like, That's cool and all, but like that didn't happen. So there's I mean, saying that now is just going to make people like, oh, cool. He wanted to be in Philly. But then he said how best fans on earth. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, come on, man. Ride or die, best fans on earth. Hey, he's learned from Ben Simmons that you probably should have the Philly fans on your side. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how much uh, he thinks that they're the best fans on earth if he tries pulling the shit that he pulled in Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, because Philly fans would be relentless if that happened. Right. Um, but then he, but then they asked him about Kyrie, and he was like, you know, it didn't really have an effect on him because him Bullshit. and Kyrie are still friends, best friends, best friends. But then he also says, are they best but it friends? Definitely, it definitely affected the team. Right. So I was like, I mean, that was the whole question, and no, like we all can see it definitely affects the team because. What team wants to play with a part-time player? And on top of that, a player that says, oh, we have to sacrifice for the team. We have to sacrifice for each other. We have to sacrifice for the greater good. If I was James Harden, I'd be pissed the moment Kyrie said that. The moment he said, we have to sacrifice for the team, I'd be like, what did you sacrifice? Right, especially when you have, uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins didn't want to get the shot, and he got the shot, and... Uh, exactly. When you look at how well Golden State is playing because of Andrew Wiggins, and then all of a sudden, you know, the the goal was to get Harden, Durant, Irving on the same floor. They played like three ha three quarters together overall because they didn't play any really. And then all of a sudden, you know, 
and and I said before, it's not it's if Joe Harris was doing that, nobody would have said anything. If Joe Harris had the skill that Kyrie Irving has, but de- you know doesn't have a history of just being a pain in the ass, this would not have been an issue. Right. But now because it's Kyrie, a guy who's been catered to, and, and the Nets totally catered to him, mm-hmm. um, totally backed down. From, they tried taking the hard-ass approach at first, and then they backed down. Say we're going to allow him to play in road games, which is a completely separate, different message from what they were giving at the start of the season. KD's got to be a little more vocal, though. This whole quiet, I'm not doing, I'm not saying anything. He, he, sh- he needed to have a heart to heart with this guy and be like, "Listen, we're here for a reason. James isn't happy. We're looking to win a championship. We're struggling. You got to get your shit together, man. Like I know you don't want the shot, but James is out there playing with a with one hamstring." Exactly. KD has to be the alpha leader because he's not in Golden State where, you know, you had a Draymond who would get in people's faces or like a Steve Kerr, who's this seasoned coach that has won championships and everything. KD has to be the guy. He's got to be the leader. He's got to be the one to talk sense into people. And I would even like hope like like I wouldn't even mind like Patty Mills go up to him and be like, Kyrie, listen. This is ridiculous, man. We're losing because you're not out there. Joe Joe is hurt, hurt his foot, and we need you. Yeah. So, now that KD's hurt too, like right, we need you more than ever. Right. Seth Curry on his very first game went out there and won a game for the Nets. Like, right. You've been here. <laughs> and, and it's sad now because the Nets are at a point to where they can't afford this whole. We need some more time to gel and blah 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 because they're in the eighth place. Right. And they just got off of a, what, 11-game losing 11 season? games. Yeah. And it took 23 points from Seth Curry, a good game from Drummond. Like, it took a bit. <laughs> well, I'm say, I, I, love, I love the fact that Seth Curry's there. I love the fact that Drummond is there. Yeah. Uh, he's a Curry, man. It's, 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 even though he's not as good as Steph Curry, he's still one of the best players in the world. Oh, no, I I agree. Seth Curry, he's worked himself up to being like a very, very good starting player. Right. And I'm not going to say he's like a star or anything because obviously he's not, but he's up there with some of the best starting rotational players in the league. So, but he adds he adds a lot of value, and then to see Lamarcus Aldridge come back after missing some time. He's been huge for for the Nets, and I, I like the fact that uh, he's out there because he still has some gas left in the tank, and he's looked really well. Um, Nico coming back, Claxton, but he he, I think I think they're kind of getting a little annoyed with him. His his injuries. He sat on Sunday against the Kings. I think I don't think Claxton is emotionally mature enough to to be where he's at right now especially when you got a guy you know guys like sharp playing so well and kessler edwards and all those guys who played in my opinion outside of the one good game that nico claxton had this season uh-huh. those guys deserve it because those oh, yeah. guys when those guys were playing they're busting their ass yeah no i completely agree and uh 
I mean, now you had at least you had Cam Thomas who got a good amount of playing time throughout the beginning of the season and everything, and he's working his way up to being a good rotational piece. So uh, there's a lot of guys that can contribute. Um, Seth and Andre are going to be key contributors, but yeah, it comes down to whether or not Kyrie's playing because Kyrie, Ben, and KD championship you know one of the championship favorites just ben and kd i'm not i'm not considering that a championship um i think they have a better i think ben and kd have a better chance than harden and kd when you look at i mean harden was expected to score and the whole shtick of the nets is that okay we know we play fast. They're actually they're playing. They're not bad defensively, but we know we play fast, and we're, we're willing to forego some points on the other side if we can put up some points. However, that wasn't happening. And James Harden, like I told you when we were talking, I'm like, this guy hasn't done anything to adapt to the new style, the new rules. Hasn't done anything. He's still stuck in his old habits. And I would rather see him just continue like jack up three pointers. I mean, he could shoot from three. I just rather see him turn into that type of player. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that he could do to to improve. Um, but it's just like, I mean, I see what you're saying about even that being better than um, Harden and KD. But at the same time, like, I'm not that confident in it being. I mean, let's look at this. Great. All right, let's look at this. Okay, though, KD. Almost by himself, basically led. And Joe Harris wasn't playing well during the playoffs last season at, at, at some points. KD was consistent, after, especially after Irving went down with that ankle issue. KD basically nearly led the Nets past the Bucks on his own. True. And a lot of the problems were that you had Brooke Lopez just getting boards and things like that. Well, now they got Drummond, so try that shit with Drummond and see what happens. Nobody's out-rebounding Drummond. There's not one person in the league who's a better rebounder right now than Andre Drummond. So so the Nets got much-needed size. They have an actual center, like a true, legit center, not just somebody who – is a, a, a four and is just going to slide over and none of this small ball shit and all that stuff. They got an actual center. They have a much a, a, a great three-point shooter in Seth Curry. When Ben Simmons comes back, he's not going to have to be that number two guy anymore. He can just focus on passing, doing his great passing. Defensively, he's there's not one person who could say that they are that much better. He's one of the best defenders in the entire league. Um, and this is going to really work out well for the Nets. I think getting – I think Ben Simmons and and hopefully, too, if he can shoot, lights out. It's over. Yeah. I mean, after this trade and everything, according to Bovada, the Brooklyn Nets are a plus 500 to win the championship right now, which are the – Third highest odds, but behind Phoenix and Golden State. I would but, take that. But I'm just saying, if Kyrie is still a part-time player on the games that Kyrie doesn't doesn't play, who's who's the number two guy then? Is it Seth Curry? Well, I think at that point it's going to be whoever it is that night. 
Okay. So as long as KD's there and you you have got if Joe Harris comes back, which would be great, he can get hot. Seth Curry can get hot. Drummond's not a slouch offensively. Aldridge is playing well offensively. They got guys who can chip in here and there to kind of, you know, back up uh uh KD. So I think they're going to be okay. It's just they're going to, they're, it's going to be a challenge, though, if if anybody expects the Nets to to win a championship this season. Oh yeah, it'll definitely be a challenge, and it definitely will depend on whether or not the mandate gets lifted. And there's been talk about it. Lift lifted. the fucking mandate already, for uh, Christ's sake! That there's a lot going on there. But uh, Tyler here asks: With a healthy Harden, do the Sixers have the best chance to win the East? No. Even with a healthy Harden and everything, you don't no, think they have the best. They're not better than the Bucks. So say they do have a healthy Harden, right. everyone else is healthy and everything. How right. do you how do you think the East shakes out? Like, give me your top three to in terms of like odds of winning the East. I think the Bucks are still the best team in the East. I think Miami is one injury away from falling back down the standings. I think the Cavs are still are, are going to be, you know, sniffing that 3-4 spot. But I, I'm not going to sleep on the Raptors right now because the Raptors have been playing well, and I'm still not going to discredit the, the Nets either. I think the Nets have plenty of talent, and if they can make a run, so and if Chicago can get healthy too. So, I mean, Philly could be in the top three, but I I, I don't see them as being the best team in the East. Okay, so you're putting Toronto up there that potentially could be in the top three and potentially could win the East. No, no I, hands down, the Bucks are winning the East. I don't think anybody's good. I, I know the, the Heat are slightly above the Bucks right now, but the Bucks, to me, are the best team in the East. Okay, I mean, I just, agree. They just got DeAndre Bembry too, and Bembry's, you know, will will fill that void that they had now that they're, you know, they've made some moves on the on the trade market. So, oh yeah, and I mean, yeah, with the trade market, they also got Serge Ibaka. I mean, according to Bavada, the Brooklyn Nets actually have the highest odds to win the East right now. They're at plus two fifty. Then it's the Bucks at plus two seventy five, and then it's the Sixers at plus three fifty. Well, the net the Nets are six and a half games back from the first spot, right? That's and with Kyle Lowry, he's got pers- you know when he had those personal issues, and he's he he could be street clothes every so often, and Butler's definitely street clothes. So the Nets could make it back to the oh, top yeah. three. No, they definitely can. And with the Bulls, I mean, the Bulls probably not going to get Lonzo Ball back this season, and if they do, it it'll, it'll it's not going to be till much later. But if they could uh... keep with. I, the news that I saw is potentially late March. Yeah, later. Yeah, I mean it's not like too late. No, but I, I should I should clarify. I should say later in the actual season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So I, but in the meantime, they got to get Caruso. Caruso's still out, so they lost Caruso. They lost Ball. Those are two two good players. 
but luckily they have DeRozan's playing at an MVP level. Zach Levine is playing out of his mind. Vucevic is fantastic. And then the rest of the, the guys are filling in well. Kobe White, good thing they didn't get rid of him. Javante Green plays well on occasion. So their team's all right. Troy Brown, you know, thank God he's not in Washington anymore. So True. I mean, to me, I agree that Milwaukee, even with a healthy Harden and all these trades happening and – Everything. I think that Milwaukee is still the top of the East. I, I still think they're the favorite to win. I still think they have the best chance to win the East. And then after them, I think it's honestly a tie between Brooklyn, Philly, and um, Chicago. Those three I see is just like a tie. All of them could win the East at any moment, barring injuries or whatever it may be. But I think all three of them have the same the same amount of of chances to win the east and then right behind them i'd put miami um I, yeah i still think uh chicago is better than miami i agree i agree i, I have chicago above miami too and i just um, worry about health on miami that's that's the big thing and so that takes us into before we get into our last atlantic topic which is the celtics this brings us to the Miami thing. Victor Oladipo heading to the Heat's G League team for a G League assignment on his way back from his injury. Do you think that pushes them up there in like the top two, top three of the East? Well, you got to wonder what kind of Oladipo is going to show up. Outside of that, you know, a couple good seasons he had. Uh, he's been street clothes ever since. And... He hasn't lived up to – it's not that he's a bad player. He's just not healthy ever. Yeah. So For sure. as much as G League as he want to play, he's, I mean, he's still got some work to do if he hopes to get back into playing shape. And then these guys got to gel. And then you got to wonder what's going to happen to a guy like Tyler Hero, mm-hmm. who's been playing well. And so, I mean, there's some question marks. In some cases, this could even hurt. The team. True. I mean, when was the last time Oladipo even stepped foot on a court? I mean, shit. It wasn't last year. I think it was the year. It was like two or three seasons ago, wasn't it? Because he went to the Rockets. The Rockets held on to him for a little while. Right. Um, Let's see. It looks like 2020 was the last time he was on the court. He played nine games for the Pacers, 20 for the Rockets, and then four games for the Heat. Right, so we're talking, you know, in in twenty, in, in two thousand seventeen, two thousand eighteen, looks like he averaged twenty three points a game, shot just over thirty seven percent from deep, um, and ever since then, he he's barely played. Yeah. So, who knows? Who knows if Miami's even going to be confident enough to like want to put him in, especially when it comes to the playoffs, like. Because if he's just getting to the G League now to start doing some like workouts and light work and everything, when, like, what is he, when would he even realistically be able to actually join the actual Heat and play? And then at that point, you're getting to like the last month or so of the season. So then would you even be confident enough to play here in the playoffs at that point? I don't. I don't think so. If they're gonna, I mean, I put him on the roster, but I wouldn't right. make him a priority to give him playing time. 
Yeah, like you put them in there for like an emergency or, you know, for right. garbage time if you end up blowing somebody out at the end of like game one, two, in the right. round, whatever. But I don't think he, unless barring it something amazing, I don't think he like really pushes them that far over the hump or anything. Now, if, if like Lowry goes down and then Butler goes, you know, continues to miss time here and there, or ride the injury list, then I would consider it. Right. Yeah, at that point, you got nothing to lose. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so going back uh, to our last Atlantic topic, we talk about the Boston Celtics. And to go with it, of course, Alec Walt, who we've had on the show, said 76ers. Alec. Because he is a Celtics fan. Come on, honey, Alec. You're better than that. <laughs> Kicking is... a man while he's down. Exactly. His team destroyed both of our teams. With Harden on the bench for both games. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying the Celtics yet, though. Still not buying them, even with a what is it, eight or nine game win streak now? No, because I'm gonna pull the old, uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the old uh, Dennis Clawson. Who have you beat? And when you look at that win streak, we got the Pelicans. Okay, don't be proud of that. You beat the Heat. Okay. Uh, Hornets, Pistons, Magic, Nets, Nuggets, Hawks, Sixers. Okay, so you you beat a bunch of teams, but did you really beat anybody that good? Not really. <laughs> True. Um, you know yeah. how I love to do the because I'm not buying into the the whole. I, I hate how everybody's like, "Ooh, the the Celtics." It, well, we were talking about the media. They're like, "The Celtics, they're they're back." Well, okay, when you beat the Magic and the Pelicans and the Pistons. True. Now, if, if they were like, we beat the Bucks twice, then we took a West Coast road trip, and we beat the Warriors, the Suns, like, and they just dominate, like, okay, then I'm like, holy shit, we're on to something. I'm not, I'm not getting on board with this. True. And they're I mean, playing the Pistons tonight. To play devil's advocate, you got to play who's in front of you. I understand that, and kudos to them for winning, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, go crazy and say that that the Celtics are back. I mean, let's let's uh if if we beat the Bulls, if we beat the Heat, if we beat, you know, like good teams, then okay. But when you're beating up on the the Hornets, the Pistons, the Magic, uh the the Hawks, the Sixers with without James Harden, and I mean, they beat the Kings a couple weeks back, and the Wizards. Like, come on, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's not many teams of note that they beat there, other than like the Nets and the Sixers are two good teams, but they also have no. The Nets aren't. <laughs> the Nets aren't a good team. <laughs> well, right now with everybody out, yeah, they're not that great. <laughs> right, but so... it was also like they beat the Nets with everybody hurt and without. Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, and then they beat the Sixers without Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and Harden out. <laughs> so right. There's, so there's a lot of missing pieces on both teams, but um, I will say this fits in uh, both of us. Yeah, Alex. So how do you like that? <laughs> both of us talked about how Derek White was a really good addition for Boston, and as Tyler says here, Smart being injured hurts them. However. I tweeted out last night that with Smart being injured, this is going to prove how good of an addition Derek White was or slash is. And 
So far, Derek White has fit seamlessly into the Boston Celtics rotation. Well, he's one of those guys that could go anywhere. I agree. So, and I think I said, I said we're going to find out just how good of a player Derek White is because he's a good player. Mm-hmm. And he was good. The other reason he wasn't that good in San Antonio, I mean, he was good in San Antonio, but he wasn't like at the level he should have been. Right. But it's nice, though, to see at least at Boston that these guys are getting along. Jalen Brown even said after the game, I'm going to go check on Marcus and see how his ankle. Well, that was a little heartwarming to me. Yeah, especially after especially Marcus the, called him out. You know, want to beat him up after a playoff game. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty heartwarming. Um, and I'll say if the Celtics keep trending this way, my coach of the year pick might end up coming true. I'll throw up <laughs> somehow, some way, it might end up coming true. I mean, as of right now, according to Bavada, Ime Udoka is at plus 8,000 to be coach of the year, which is like it's like 12th or 13th highest odds. It's not like he's close to the top or anything, but. I mean, but look at this shit, though. They come back from the All-Star break, right? So they're playing Detroit tonight, and then they come back. they got to play Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Then they got to play Detroit again. How many times are you going to fucking play Detroit? <laughs> Is Detroit just on their schedule like 12 times? <laughs> yeah. So Detroit, Brooklyn, Detroit. And then they got to play the Pacers. They suck. Yep. The Hawks kind of suck, depending upon the day of the week. They play the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies are good. But then they go back and they play the Brooklyn, the Nets, the Hornets. Then they play the fucking Pistons again. Then they play the Mavericks. I mean, so come on. You know what I mean? Like, of course they're going to have a win streak. I mean, they got Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum. But uh, let's not go nuts here. They might might move up the Eastern Conference, but they got to win in the playoffs. Let's see if they pull that shit against the Bucs. Oh, yeah. And on top of that, this is what the Celtics should have been doing from the first place. Yeah, I love how people are like, yeah, yeah, no shit. I mean, they were supposed to be good all along. Exactly. They were just underperforming the entire time. And now uh, Alec even talked about it when he was on our show a couple episodes ago. And we've talked about it. When the Celtics start moving the ball around, they look like a completely different team. The Celtics made more threes in last night's game against the Sixers than the Sixers made shots in general. And that was because the ball was moving crisp passes. Everything was getting like two, three, four passes before anyone shot the ball. Guys were giving up good looks for great looks. Like they were playing beautiful basketball and then it amounts to a win. It's like, Oh my God, who would have ever thought? That's weird how that happens when you start moving the ball around, how that happens. Exactly. But then, I mean, we're going to have, we're going to have, see how good they are because after they play Dallas, after they play Detroit for the 19th time this year, it it seems, then they're going to play, then they're going to face Golden State. Okay. So that'll be a met in Golden State. So that'd be a tough one. But then from there, all right, and I'm just going to run down the rest of the teams they got to play. Sacramento, Denver, OKC, Utah, okay, Utah, Minnesota, Toronto, Miami. Those are two good teams. Indiana, Washington, Chicago, Milwaukee, Memphis. So half of those teams suck. Yep. So they realistically could finish from the All-Star break on. They could realistically finish something like 
with 20 wins in those games. And they could be in the top three in the East. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I might have to put them in the top three. <laughs> they might now have to be a, a favorite to win the East. <laughs> so go, folks, go get your your money and put it down for uh, Eme for Coach of the Year. Yeah, and for and right now, according to Bovada, again, the Boston Celtics are at plus eleven hundred to win the East. So yeah, don't do that. Don't don't do that one though. Save your <laughs> money on that one. I mean, you could try. You could see what happens. I mean, realistically, the Celtics are only three and a half games back of first place. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, they're, at, they're yeah, at, they're gonna be they're gonna be the top three. I'm, they I'm actually them in have there. higher odds than the Raptors and Nets to win the division. <laughs> I mean, anybody should have better better odds than the Nets. But right now, the Sixers are the favorites to win the Atlantic at minus one seventy. The Celtics are in are the second highest at plus two fifty, and then it's the Raptors at plus nine hundred. Or you could go for the Knicks at plus fifty thousand. <laughs> yeah, don't don't do don't do that. Don't donate money. Don't do. That. Who who's who do they say is going to win the Atlantic? The Sixers. Uh, I think uh, I think the Celtics are going to win the Atlantic. They, I mean, after going through that schedule, it seems like they. God, could. what I mean, they the Celtics just had to make me look like shit. <laughs> I mean. I read something where like the Sixers have like the sixth strongest schedule left, and I think the Nets were up there in the top five or the top seven, something like that. And then with that schedule you just said for the Celtics, they gotta be at one of the weakest schedules left. So uh, yeah, so they definitely have plenty of chances to leapfrog Philly, Brooklyn, and even. The Raptors, I feel like they probably shouldn't have that strong of a schedule with where they ended up last year and everything. So the Raptors could even surprise some people. Well, the God. <laughs> the fucking Celtics. <laughs> oh man. And 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 that you know, I I still even if the Celtics do have a better record than the Bulls. Mm-hmm. I still think Billy Donovan should be coach of the year in the East. Yeah. I mean, as of right now, Monty Williams has the highest odds. Mm. And then J.B. Bickerstaff. Actually, fuck yeah. Give it to J.B. Bickerstaff. He deserves it. Yeah. I, I if like anybody him. deserves it, Bickerstaff. The, 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 I mean, the Cavs weren't expected to do anything. They weren't even expected to make a play-in game. Yeah, they weren't even <laughs> expected to like sniff the nutsack of the the last team in the East. <laughs> exactly. So if there if there's anybody, I would give it to him too because, I mean, it was like like Thibodeau last year. No one expected the Knicks to to make the playoffs or even get a top five seed. How'd that work out for him? Exactly. Monty Williams should have won Coach of the Year last year. God, the, the the Knicks are so atrocious right now. <laughs> I love it. I love seeing the Knicks be terrible. Now, do you? I do. Why? Because it's the Knicks. Like everyone everyone just likes the Knicks because 
they've been in New York the longest and the, like the history of Madison Square Garden. But like, what have yeah, they but... The Knicks are like the Cowboys. And I don't know if it's that bad. But I mean, like, the I Knicks... would say that the Knicks are like the Steelers on that level of annoying. Uh, but the thing is, Steelers fans and everything aren't as annoying as like Cowboys and Knicks fans. They're pretty fucking annoying. <laughs> I I mean, I would because to me, it's like the Lakers and the Patriots go together. Well, the Patriots aren't annoying anymore. Not any, not since Tom Brady left, but. They, I would always relate those two, and then to me, it was always the Cowboys and the Knicks, just because, like, oh, history, oh, America's team, oh, they have, you know, they have all this history and everything. It's like, cool, you, you lost to Michael Jordan a bunch, and then you had good guys way back in like the '60s and '70s. What else have you done? Yeah, I just feel bad because they, they're just so mismanaged. Oh yeah, because Dolan's a fucktard. <laughs> you like that word, don't yeah, you? I do. It's a good word. Did you get that from me? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I've I've heard it a long time ago. <laughs> Bro, if you did, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I've never I've never been more proud of you in my life. Uh, Tyler wanted to bring up, by the way, that the Knicks are beating the Nets at this moment. I mean, that's not a fucking shock. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> and then Scott said, Patriots still suck, always will. I agree. Yeah, I mean, you you might not like them on a personal level, but I mean, they, <laughs> <laughs> they've been the most successful football franchise in the last 20 years. And while we're on the topic of football, real quick, I apologize. About I, I, I I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I my, my whole thing is my out there. well. I appreciate that so much, but my my whole thing is, is that you can't go an entire game and not throw a flag, and then all of a sudden decide to start throwing flags in the last minute and a half. Yeah, that I, I would be just as frustrated as you because that was that was dumb. I, I, there may have been some crying going on. Not gonna lie, and it was like you know, it, it wasn't even like it's hard to explain because I thought they were gonna win, right? So I, I would rather I would rather them like lose fifty to nothing than give you hope, right? It's yeah. kind of like you know, like. <laughs> You know, like if you're going to the prom with some hot chick, right? And and she's like, "Hey, uh, you bring, you know, you, you bring protection. We're gonna see what happens. You know, maybe things things will happen after prom." And you get a little hope, right? You start feeling good, and then nothing happens. She gets drunk and passes out, and then you get nothing. <laughs> That's what that felt like to me. <laughs> like okay. I would, I would. If you lose 50 to nothing, that would have been like, we're just going as friends. You have right. no chance. Like, then I would be like, you know what? That's cool because at least I didn't get my expectations high. Yep. That I know exactly how you feel because that is how I will always remember Kawhi's shot to beat the Sixers. I would have rather lost that game by 30. 
I thought you were going to tell me tell me about the the prom. No, <laughs> who you went to the prom with? <laughs> I don't care about prom. <laughs> I went. I got to show you a picture of the, this girl I went to the prom with. Okay. I won't. I won't say her name, but she was the beautiful. And she asked me to go to the prom, and I was like, "Honey, you're are you on drugs?" <laughs> I got. I got to show you a picture. She has yeah, oh, Alice. Alice is beautiful. I thought you weren't going to say her name. I, I'm not going to say her last name. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but so, all right. Getting back to basketball, the last. But we just went as friends, though. I was. I was. There was no. Uh, you know. Okay. So at least no hopes up. Nothing like that. No. No. <laughs> um. So the last topic we had. The new I had no self esteem either. I was like a fat kid. Now I'm just a fat old guy. Speaking of fat people, Zion Williams. <laughs> Good transition. <laughs> um, <laughs> it came out I, on the... Go ahead, go ahead. He's on my 600-pound life next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they got to um, wash him in a, in a kiddie pool. That's how he <laughs> takes his baths, though. They got to pick him up with a crane. <laughs> yeah. So he might... And I love how... I'm sorry. I'm just... I was going no, to say they... Yeah, but I was gonna say it's funny that he's on that that commercial with the Mountain Dew sitting on the couch. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this is what got him into the fucking trouble he's in, anyways. Exactly. Plus, with all the good food in New Orleans, like he's down there eating gumbo and all sorts of like crawfish boil and the beignets and everything. And he the can't what? the beignets. You've never had a beignet down there? No clue. I don't even know what that is. They're kind. Of, they're Roughly like donuts. They're Just like say French, donuts. They're like a French donut. Well, it's like it's different than a donut because it's not exactly a donut. So don't even like, put it in the same category. It is like fried dough, like a donut is, but they're different shapes. They put them with powdered sugar and chocolate and like chocolate sauce and everything. So it's fried dough with chocolate. Kind of. Kind of. You know, I've never really liked fried dough that much. Like, I know people make a big deal about it, but I'm not, like, a huge fried dough guy. You know, like funnel cake? That's fried dough, right? Yeah. Well, I feel like when you when you eat fried dough, mm-hmm. I feel like it sounds weird when I say it. Fried dough. I know. It kind of sounds like you're saying a different form of Play-Doh. <laughs> fried dough. <laughs> when I eat fried dough, mm-hmm. the initial... Taste is great because you get the powdered sugar, you get maybe you get a little grease or oil, right? But then the rest of it's like air. <laughs> True, and you're like, where <laughs> the fuck is the rest? Like, I want like a meatball in there or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's why the beignets are cool because they have like the chocolate sauce and stuff, and like you get them in like a paper bag, but they fill half the paper bag with powdered sugar and put the the dough underneath it, so you go in and grab all the powdered sugar and get the chocolate sauce and everything, dunk it in that. Mm. Some good stuff. Mm. But anyway, Zion might need another surgery. I saw there was like a stat that said if he doesn't play another game this season and he doesn't play some portion of next season, he would actually have played three less games than Greg Oden in his first three. Is that for real? Wow. That's not a good comparison. No. The last person you want to be compared to in terms of playing games is Greg Oden. Right. (laughs) 
And it, it I mean, it makes me sad because Zion's a fun player to watch. Zion is. Like I don't remember boring. even. I don't even remember what he looks like. I haven't seen. I haven't seen him he, in so long. He honestly does feel like ages since I've seen him dunk a ball, or shoot a ball, dribble a ball, step foot on a court, not turn I mean, into a bowling ball himself. I mean, what? Don't you think the Pelicans, though? And I'm being a hundred percent serious here, because you know me, I'm serious all the time. I never joke around, but. <laughs> Remember, like, uh, who's that fat guy in, in baseball? They called him the Panda. Oh, Pablo Sandoval. Yeah, they had they literally had a guy following him around, like living with him, I, following I with him, that. like making sure because he had a bit like a binge eating thing, which I mean, yeah. like he had he had an actual eating disorder, right? And I mean, that's a as a guy. I mean, I don't drink or any. You know, don't do drugs or any of that shit. But the one thing I know about, I know my way around the refrigerator at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and this fucking guy needs like in home nursing, but guys who just watch him not eat shit. Yes. You know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you're you're okay with just letting him go home without any adult supervision. Exactly. And not only that, but like he until recently, he could not work out. He could not burn any calories. So he's literally just eating all of it, doing a little bit of rehab, and then going back, sitting on the couch, drinking Mountain Dew and playing video games like his commercial. Yeah, literally, he was like, he does like five minutes on the bike, might jump in a pool for three minutes, and then he's like, oh, I'm fucking hungry. He thinks he's Michael Phelps after getting out of the pool. Yeah, exactly. The Eating a whole pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Can somebody like get with this guy? Like, he needs help. Like, it, 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 it's probably just like, how old is he? Like, 20, 21? If that. All right, he's a big boy. He likes to fucking eat. I don't blame him there, but we need somebody to follow him around and make sure he's not eating stupid shit. Exactly. Someone get him to like Jenny Craig or something. Jenny Craig's that diet thing, right? Do you think I know anything about diet? <laughs> Sorry, forgot who I was talking to. Yeah, it's the wrong guy. <laughs> no, but if they like, uh, and 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 what they should say is like, listen to me. If Zion offers you money to make a a, a eleven thirty at night Burger King run, you tell us, and we'll double what he was offering. That way, you're not tempted to to. Be like, because you could picture Zion eat Mountain, you know, drinking Mountain Dew. Yeah, he, you know, he ran out of, uh, you know, Pringles, sour cream and onion Pringles. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and some uh, what the hell are those zingers? You know, the zingers with the coconut, the little Debbie snack there. Oh, pink. The little Debbie ones. Yeah, I forgot They're about those. Fucking fantastic! Uh, he'd probably run out of the oatmeal pies. Oatmeal, the Debbie. The, the double, the double stuffed oatmeal cream pie, and the yep. zebra cakes, and the Swiss cake rolls, and you're making me hungry. <laughs> I don't have all I have in my house is Girl Scout cookies. I don't have all that. Uh, I don't have it either, but if you can see, it's on my mind. So if anybody <laughs> can relate to to Zion, it's me. But if 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 Zion, you know, after he's done playing my career and. 2K because that's the closest he'll probably ever get back to on the court for the foreseeable future. 
hey, don't listen to him. If he wants you to go get uh, a Texas rodeo burger from Burger King, don't do it. We'll double whatever you're paying. Yep. And I mean, I really hope he does get back on the court because, like I said, he's one of the most entertaining basketball players that I've seen. Guys electrifying. So I hope he gets back. But at this point, who knows? And honestly, for New Orleans, it's looking like it's going to take a while for the team to really be relevant. They need to just shut him down for the rest of the I mean, he's probably done for the rest of the year, but shut him down, get him healthy, get him the gastric sleeve, whatever the fuck you got to do to get weight off of this guy and get him back playing. Yep. I I can't believe that uh, uh, an organization, a professional organization, can't get a guy to lose weight. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me. Um, So... That's all the topics we had. I will leave with this. It is a quick fire question here. Don't give me any reasoning. Just give me who you think because the episode we talked about MVP, you weren't on. It was just Mike and I. Right now, according to Bavada, the regular season MVP odds, top three are Embiid at plus 150, Giannis at plus 350, Jokic at plus 350. It, you can either choose any of those three or, or whoever else it is. Who do you have for MVP rest of the season? Go. Giannis. Okay. I think James Harden is going to hurt Joel Embiid's MVP odds. So, yeah. You said I, that to elaborate. You said just say one thing. I said one thing, and then you decided to start talking about it. So, there's my yoke. Thank you. <laughs> but that's it for us, unless you have anything else to get off your chest. I mean, I can talk about pizza, and <laughs> I was saying the other day too. I didn't really. I'm not a big taco fan. I don't really I like, like tacos. Tacos. tacos are I went to did go to Moe's and got a. I mean, burritos are are better, but tacos are good. Yeah, I'm just not a taco guy. That's about it. That's all I got. I got gotcha. you. All right. Well, that is it for us. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. If you tuned into our live stream. We will be live streaming all of our new episodes from now on, so make sure you check those out. We will be streaming on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. And then our podcast. And Mike's only fans. And Mike's only fans. And our podcast will be posted everywhere you get podcasts, audio-wise, and our video will be up on YouTube. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We're not on the dark web, though. No, no, never on the dark web. That's too sketchy, too dark. (laughs) <laughs> the the Russians are going to hack to get North Korea. They're hacking so they can get uh, Atlantic files in North Korea. Yeah, exactly. That, uh, that's the main thing they want in North Korea is the Atlantic files. They need it. You see us? Those girls are desperate. <laughs> anyway, that is it for us. Thank you for listening to the Atlantic files, the number one podcast on the number one division in the NBA brought to you by the underdog sports podcast network. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.